Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. I'm Raz, and I'll be your keeper for this evening. And with me we have the uh, five stalwart investigators who have been thrown together by a dark fate to try to stop some sort of cultist ritual, they believe. Um, They don't have a full picture of that yet, but uh, they do realize that there's some foulness afoot. So I'd like to let my players introduce their characters for you. So the first one tonight we'll do is Joel is playing Sid. Joel, tell us and our friends at home a little about Sid. Uh, Sid Poulter is a World War I veteran. He is basically, as I've said before, a switchblade knife. He's that character that is sort of your go-to mechanical guy, figure out things, fix things. Um, he's sort of a support character, but he's got his own his own uh, little world going on there. He has some secrets uh, that eventually probably will be revealed, and uh, that's all we'll say for now. Excellent. And playing Faye Dawson, our explorer, is Melinda. Melinda, what's there uh, to know about Faye? Oh, Faye is a native Brooklynite. She has been traveling the world since she was a wee lass, and she is starting to feel a little out of her element. Normally, she is exploring caves or cursing through forests, and now she's about to maybe go steal a flag from some Nazis. We're going to see what happens this episode. (laughs) Nazi theft. And uh, playing our... Doctor, healer, slash uh, morphine injector, uh, Catherine Ross. We like to call her Catherine. The juicer, Ross. Better than a ninja juicer. You stole my joke. (laughs) Uh, The morphine queen. So, Lauren, besides uh, being quick with the hypodermic, what else do we know about Catherine? So, Catherine Ross is a former World War I combat nurse. Um, her favorite holiday is Arbor Day, and she has a passion for juicing. Ta-da. Arbor Day? Um, Arbor Day. She loves it. She also has a truly sparkling personality and a fiancé who apparently is no longer dead. True. That, oh that did come up last time. No. Um, we also have uh, Aveline Hammond, played by Kayla. Aveline's an interesting character, Kayla. What uh, what do we know at this point? Well, not much, Keeper. Um, for a school teacher, she somehow knows basic combat tactics and uh, infiltration techniques. We know that she is an ally of our dear Professor John Schooley, as we are members of the same organization, the Cobalt Club. And there's a lot more to unpack about her, but she's still trying to figure out her members of this group as well. So we'll see how, she, we'll see how that plays out tonight. And, of course, uh, playing John Schooley, the gorgeous professor from Lisbon, is uh, Scott. Scott, beside uh, John being this year's 
Um, <laughs> Dos Equis representative. What else do we know about John? <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. That's his uh, nice Canadian. He doesn't qualify for that. Just just out of that fact right there. Um, Moosehead. <laughs> sorry, all you Canadians out there. That was just a joke. Uh, he is our uh, he is our Canadian veteran for uh, of World War One. History professor by trade. Um, shotgun wielding, forty-five caliber shooting, kick butt, take names by mm. hobby, maybe. So um, he is uh, he is uh, running around the world trying to uh, stave off the powers of evil. So is there anything John? Is there anything John Schooley can't do? Well, he can no, shoot he a gun and he can charm the pants off of people. Apparently, though, he can't speak German yeah. or descend some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. That, yes. Yes. Basic motor skills can sometimes. Basic motor skills elude him. <laughs> yes. So when we left off, uh, our investigators had just left uh, the magic flute, which was a interesting piece of 1931 uh, Berlin nightlife, and made their way back via taxi. They had uh, not in the interim. Uh, the players discovered that there had been a small group of uh, red armband what looked to be working class people shouting as they got in the cab handing out pamphlets for a what appears to be an, a communist rally that's going to be happening in two days. Uh, the cab made its way back to the Hotel Aldon and when they made their way up to their rooms the gentlemen entered their rooms, beds were turned down, a single light was burning and the ladies discovered that their door was unlocked and when they looked in, several suitcases appeared to have been rummaged through. The lights were all on, and the radio was blasting. So the ladies are in the hallway and about to enter, and that's where we'll pick it up. So ladies, what do you want to do? Immediately, I keep Faye in the doorway, and I go knock on the guy's door to get some extra people in here. And get some muscle, in right. case we need to have a beat down in that room, because clearly someone's been in my room. Okay, We have connecting a, rooms, right? There, oh, it, it is shut because the ladies had shut it uh, for a, the, the phone call and getting ready. So okay. right now in your room, you hear the very soft sound of music from next door. But yeah, they, they'd they have to go in and knock on the adjoiner or your exterior door for the hallway. And it sounds like they want that one, right, Lauren? Uh, right, the, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't enter okay. like by myself. I would have used the exterior door. All right, gentlemen. So you're just getting your jackets off and you hear... I look up, uh, Sid, you closer to the door there? Yeah, I'll get it, mate. I walk over to the door. Can I help you? As I lean through the door and look out the people. It, it's it's Catherine. Could you open the door, please? It's, it's important. Well, are you holding a needle? Is it safe to open the door? Yes, Sydney, it is safe to open the door. Sydney, what are you, my mum or something? And I open up the door. <laughs> I talk to you like, I don't, we don't have time for this. Someone has been through our room. Our belongings have been rummaged through. I would like you gentlemen to accompany us as we enter the room. On the off chance that, you know, something's in there. Someone. Well, sounds like a plan. More eyes on the this, problem. Uh, Come here. Overhearing this, I look around the room. Is there anything in the room that I could uh, pick up as a as a club or something? Can't really. I mean, there's a vase. You could use that to smash someone across the head. That would probably be a little disorienting. You could break the towel rack out of the bathroom and pull it off the wall. You know, just um, the I grab I, I I grab the shade off the lamp and 
turn the lamp over and oh, you know, so kind of casting the room for a moment in total darkness, except for the light coming through the hallway because you were just putting your jackets on. Uh, you yep. pull the wire, run to the door. Now, are you going to go through the adjoining doors, uh, John, or, or and let the other three enter from the front, or is everybody going through the side, uh, through the front? Um, hearing what's been said in the hall, um, I kind of go over because the adjoining door would have like two doors, right? We would open our side, and then there'd be the other side that would we'll open. Call it, yeah, we'll say that's okay. So I, I go over there and I kind of open our side, and then I, you know, I kind of listen to the hall and see when they're going into the room, and I'm going to rush into the room at the same time. Okay. So, so the music does not sound German. Uh, the station that's playing it is playing what appears to be either England, uh, you know, big band brassier sounds, not so much of that cabaret sort of a little different so that's blasting from the radio you now hear it clearer but other than that your hand is on the doorway the other three are in the hall who wants to enter first so i'll go in first okay Faye. uh you take a few steps in you get past what would be the armoire since a lot of european buildings don't have closets actually inside the wall space uh, especially an older building. You start walking in, and um, you hear some rummaging, some movement, and then... Oh, there you are. I was wondering what was keeping you. Sorry for the mess. I was looking for a hairbrush. I forgot mine. Abilene. Jesus Christ, woman. You couldn't wait outside? You gave me a whole heart attack. I'm pretty sure Schoolie is about to burst in there with whatever the hell weapon he could manage to find in his room. And on that, I burst to the door holding a holding a lamp above my head. Okay, Stand John. Down, John. It's just Abilene. Hold, hold on. What, John? I'm wearing Dude, nothing John, but a John, towel. So illuminating. Jesus, John, why are you here? Get it. You have this day has been. Uh, I kind of shake my head and just go back into my room. <laughs> I am wearing only a towel and get out. All you right. two, Sid. He was here because we thought our room had been burgled. I thought you were. Has it been burgled? Has it been burgled? Did did you, you do this? Anything? I know. I I just came in here looking for a hairbrush. Uh -huh. I forgot mine back at London. I'm sorry. Oh, did you? Okay, you forgot the well, hairbrush. Did you, did you remember to bring the gun? What? I'm sorry. I walk out shaking my head. The look. The club notified Bad. me where you were staying. I got a key and. I was just waiting for you guys to show up. I, don't I, have a word with, I would like to have a word with these front desk people that they just gave what they did not know was not a stranger a key to my room. I told oh. them I was Schoolie's friend. It's fine. How would they? We didn't use those names to check in. I'm very confused. You did not use those names to check in. What? I'm Mr. Vesson. <laughs> and she's it's, Miss Smith. We are Smith and, and Vesson. How did you get in? Put some clothes on. So the door gets Hi. shut. Faye shuts the door. Give me a spot hidden, Faye and Catherine. Gladly. Spot hidden, this bitch. Oh, <laughs> Faye. Ten. Ten. Ten and two. Okay, so as Aveline recedes the into the bathroom combing out her hair uh, with the brush that she claims she was looking for, and shuts over the door so she can get properly attired. There is no room key here. Catherine Say what? Notice this. 
while you're looking around and Catherine whispers to you, do you see a room key? And you were like, no. You see the trunk that she brought. That's there in the corner, which looks exactly like the trunk Mr. Beto's loaded for you at the airport. The other thing that clicks in your head is she's at least thir- you know, 20 hours ahead of schedule. She was supposed to be there today at midnight. So she got a something happened that advanced her timetable. But you do not see a hotel key. How you want to interpret that is up to you. Catherine, do you think we should question our guest any further? I can hold her if you want a question. You're intimidating. Wow. <laughs> I I resent that you think I'm intimidating. I don't know why you think that at all. Intimidate me. Good. Is Aveline in the bathroom? Getting dressed. Yes, I knock, it's going to take me a minute. I knock on the door. <laughs> yes? I, how are you here? I you, told weren't you. Weren't you supposed to arrive tomorrow? I had a change of plans. It was just easier to get here sooner. And I bribed the pilot with a little bit more cash. That's all that was, that's all that was required. You bribed I, the pilot? Yes. How was I supposed to get the- How was I supposed to get the guns through? This is bizarre. I this is shaking. Catherine aside and I just whisper to her as low as I can we should go talk to the gentleman about this okay so you quietly and surreptitiously go through the side door or do you go back out to the hallway shut the door and knock on the boy's door again I'm gonna go through the door that the interior door yeah yeah that connects okay so gentlemen Actually, I'm plugging the lamp back in. Yeah, with the <laughs> light bulb. Uh, Sid's in the bathroom. It's about 1.30 in the morning, 2 a.m. Faye, go ahead and give me a luck roll. 42, that is a success. The door is still unlocked. You're able to open it, and there's Sid, just about ready to get settled for the evening, and you see John screwing a light bulb back into the into a lamp and plugging it to the uh, into a receptacle by the desk. Hello, Faye. You seem to have caught us uh, unawares, as it were. Can I help you? Things can wait. We need to talk. Sometimes they can wait, dearie. <laughs> What's the trouble, Faye? There's I didn't do it. It's a little bit weird that Aveline is here not only a day early, but she managed to find where we're staying and end up in our room without a key because we can't find a key. Pulled that out of her butt. When Lee said, like, oh, like, I talked to the front desk guys. You know, I told them I was Schoolie's friend. They wouldn't have let her in, first of all, because I could say I'm friends with the president. And that wouldn't happen. And two, we didn't even check in using your name. Um, Aveline seems to me to be a bit of a mystery, but... I don't like it. I, uh... Oh, I don't like the mystery being in my room. I'm given to Going trust her. through my unmentionables. That's a little strange. So she's point... the one. She's the one went gone went through your boxes and your things. Yes, it was there. Apparently, well, that's odd. But what? That's First odd. of all, who forgets? I'd a hold her to account if I were you. A woman, a woman that looks like her. Why is she forgetting a hairbrush? Why she need to feel the need to go through my things? At this what point, I am a key. At this point, I'm out of the bathroom, and I notice that nobody's there. Well, you I notice, notice that they're... they're all in the other room with both doors wide open. Yeah, could hey, be a social situation. Who's got the champagne? Let's make it a party. You want to start passing out each, everybody's equipment, Aveline? That might help. If everybody, if everybody would like, I can give you your things now. I'm pretty sure you will need them sooner or later. 
It's fantastic. Sounds good. I'd like my stuff if I could. Aveline, do you need five minutes to go through our luggage as well? Or are you okay? <laughs> John and I, I can know. open it up, or you could break in if you'd like. I know a lot of teachers that oh have great break-in skills. The jig is up, doll. No one knows that you're a... Uh, no one believes you're a teacher anymore. Haven't heard one word about brats are learning. Um... I am not going to acknowledge that rude comment, Sid, because I don't know where it's coming from, but uh, if you don't want your shotgun, I completely understand. I shall keep Well, I'd I, I like my shotgun and my knife and my rifle and my revolver. I will get yes. all of... If you'd like, you can come in. The trunk's right over here. I... That would be wonderful. Like, You're such a dear. Into a room that you don't have? Faye, is, did you expect her not to be staying with the ladies? She's so frazzled. She saw a lot of things last night. She's just, or this night, I don't know. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I guarantee you saw a few things less than what we saw downstairs, dear. You would be surprised. Oh, I, I diagnosed three cases of syphilis, <laughs> and I saw a whole anatomy diagram. I, like, I offered to come upstairs. No one wanted to let me. I said, look, these girls cannot be on their own. They need a chaperone. I said, Sid will be that chaperone for you. And some tiny, twiggy little fellow grabbed me and said, oh, no, sweet pies, you must stay down here. So, you know. Yes, that's, that's a thing in goes. Berlin. That's, that's one of the traditions Oh, you did miss the card, dear. You did miss that. I'm not sure that was so much a Berlin tradition as... Well, just the time and the place. Yeah, you kind of missed it, Aveline. It was uh, it was definitely interesting. Magic it flute, was. indeed. It wouldn't surprise me if you've been to the magic flute, if you've seen what goes on there. You you know a lot of things, and you've done a lot of things. How old are you? I'm 28, darling. Okay. Oh, all right. Could everyone just come and collect your things, please? I'm tired of it stinking up my trunk. Okay. Some of these things are quite dangerous, and I hold up, and I hold up a. Do we are there grenades in this time? I don't no, know. There's, there's grenades. What the hell are you packing <laughs> grenades for? There's no grenades. There's no grenades. So everybody gets their stuff. Would everybody, with the exception of Aveline, make a spot hidden and you need a hard success? Why? Why? I've done nothing wrong. Success. <laughs> John I, that one I, lucky I tripped over my eyeballs. <laughs> hard success. It's a 17. Okay. Sid? Come oh, on. oh that, uh. that's a hard success, love. That's a hard success. Okay. Don't see those fingers at work there, have we? Um, both, nobody finds anything of any real value. Uh, the Everything <laughs> appears to be bollocks. as is. Very normal. Just you, all that was for was because you were diligently looking at your weapons there's no irradiated fluid for fingerprinting or night scoping there's nothing like that everything is where and as it should be so after some real serious going through and going over none of the pins have been filed on the hammers so they don't fire none of that's happened it's all good okay so everybody's where they need to be with their quippy Back at getting back to their rooms. Sleep well, everyone. So, yeah. So, the rest of the night... Um... Sleep with the men. What? <laughs> Sleep with the men. Oh, I thought you said Catherine was. You would like, have me okay. 
An unmarried woman sleep with two strange men? No, I said Catherine, an unmarried no, woman, is gonna go men. sleep with the men. Oh. In oh. the same room. I'll take the floor, I don't care. So you're leaving Faye alone with whatever you think Aveline might be. Teacher. Okay. I love how she's suddenly, she's suddenly now like a psychopath. I love that. Right. There's no psychopath. Granted, it, it's a little crazy uh, that she went through everybody's bags, but I wouldn't say a psychopath. I needed a hairbrush for the love a of God. hairbrush. It was that simple. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so. If Catherine's coming over to our room and asking to sleep there, I'll, I'll offer my bed and, and pull a pillow and a blanket off onto the floor. Very nice. And here, and here I was going to go into the tub and sleep in there. It's, gentlemen, I spoke out of, I spoke from passion. I spoke with great emotion. I'll sleep with Faye. You'll sleep with Faye. I, I don't want to inconvenience anyone too harshly. Don't, I'll sleep with Faye. Sid. Let it go, she's remind, Sid. <laughs> she's, re she's reminding me of Jack Elam from uh, Cannonball Run. Yeah. So, <laughs> the doctor. Yeah. So uh, the next morning, oh, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. A good uh, everybody starts to wake up, take care of their ablutions, get um, get freshened up and ready for the day. Some of you do have contacts here in the city or things that you can begin to explore. Who wants to go about doing that, pairing up? How do we want to sort of start this process of acquiring the uh, Blundfun? Um, yes, I need to. Uh, I need to go out. And um, look into some things. All right. You need to go on your own, Sid, or, or you? Uh... Uh, yeah, I, for now. For now. I, oh. I, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it might be best for now. Do we think? Um, you know, we had talked about doing some recon, just just, you know, staking out the uh, the Reichstag. Do we still think that's a good idea, everyone, to just start gathering information on movements and what have you? I think so. I think I nominate myself and maybe another human to go do that because I speak a teeny bit of German. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have contacts right now, so I don't have business I could be doing. So if I could be doing that or helping someone else, free game. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm I'm in the same boat with Catherine. So I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to uh, to accompany you. Oh, buddies. Okay. Buddies. <laughs> what, where I does that go. leave? I think I'll go with... Just don't stab me with morphine. That's all I ask. I, I haven't stabbed anyone yet. Okay. You stabbed right. me. It was necessary. <laughs> I know. But still, I'd like to accompany you two, but first there is a phone call that I must make. Okay. That leaves Faye. Well, I know that Faye was thinking about visiting the branch of the Thesophical Society hmm. here okay. um, to find out more about the uh, objects. So I'll go to the Thesophical Society learn more about Helena Blavatsky, about more information about the objects, maybe the one that's here. Okay. Don't break anybody's crystal balls this time. We'll try my hardest not to. All right, so um, let's... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Can Jim. I, if I have a moment uh, just to be able to sort of step aside with Aveline and just privately have a word with her. Yep. Um, I just mentioned to Aveline that um, I have made contact uh, locally, um, his his name is Realdorf. He is uh, he's Beto's, uh, you know, counterpart here in Berlin. After you take care of whatever you need to do, if there's any feel, if you feel any need to contact or want to work with the club, 
just just so you have that information if that's helpful to you oh it is thank you so we'll start with uh sid so sid where are you headed for i want to head off into the city uh, i have a uh, contact in the city i need to get in touch with mm -hmm. where are you trying to reach out to him do I know where – I know it's in Berlin. Do I know where the local branch of my organization is? Yes. I go there. So you make Seems your way – Seems like a likely place to start. Okay. Uh, you make your way there. You, you give the proper knock on the exterior of the door. Uh, you know, the panel slides. They see you. You say the word of admittance. They shut the door. Many locks and chains fall to the ground. Uh, but they, yeah, they pull the door open. You're greeted. You're formally, in, you know, received. And you uh, you make your way inside. It's not a regular meeting day. So there's not a lot of people about. You know, a lot of lodges and halls and things of this nature sometimes are even empty. It's not a place where you're going to find 30 people just milling about. So, but but this one, especially back in this period in a big city, there there's definitely someone here at this time of day. And he opens the door and and he greets you and he locks shuts the door behind you. And he says um guten tag or guten morgen, right? Good morgen. Uh yeah, good morning. Yeah, it's good good morning mine here. Uh I am looking for uh a member that I was told to seek out when I came to your city. His name is um, Eric Jarvis. And I was told that he might be able to help me in my endeavors within Berlin. Yes, only English? Yes, unfortunately. I, I do speak a little bit of French. Um, that doesn't but, endear you to him. You no, know, it, it's from the war. <laughs> I, it wasn't a choice. I understand. <laughs> but yeah, that one doesn't make his eyes light up with yeah, pleasure. Yeah, um, he, he looks and says, I'll, um, do my best. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis, uh, works, uh, Ministry of, uh, Justice. Yeah. Oh, Justice. the Ministry of Justice. Yes. Yes. The Ministry of Justice. Yes. That's what I was told. Yeah. If you could facilitate, um, a meeting with him at his convenience within the next, uh, day or so, I, I would be very much in your debt. To be, um... In the evening, uh, appropriate or um, whatever his availability is, um, whenever yeah. he can. This can be arranged. Yeah, if um, you would repose, sit, please. I will um, make a uh, a call and uh, attempt to do as you ask. Yeah, Dankeschön, Dankeschön. Ah, yeah, bitte. So he walks away. <laughs> You are there alone for about 10 to 15 minutes, and then you uh, get told he comes back in, and he, you gave him his, your name, right? I mean, you introduced yourself formally the whole Correct. day. Correct. Yeah, okay. Herr Polter, he can meet with you um, today, two hours at the office of uh, the minister. In also the ministry, okay. Mm -hmm. Which Reichstag? In okay. Reich, yes, there is yeah. office of the minister of justice there as well. Uh, okay. They are in residence today, so he will see you there. Is there something else? No, I I, I don't think so. You you you've been very gracious. I think um, 
I think it's best if I meet with him and speak with him first. Is is there anything that I can do to thank you for your uh, your hospitality? No. Um, letting us know you are here in Berlin is what we would do as well. Should we visit London? Um, there is some dangers at this time in Berlin. Please stay right. to the central districts uh, around Tempelhof. They are starting... Things are getting a little tense. Please be aware. Travel in numbers at you know in the evenings. Right. And, uh, are there uh, specific groups that are uh, more dangerous or more powerful at the moment? Uh, the I know there there are multiple factions. I know right the, now at play. Uh, Berlin is um, how do you say wobble? Right, um, right, right on the edge. Right, back and forth. They uh, are calling for another elections, but so far the president is not complying. But uh, this is the climate of Berlin, of right. of a lot of right. Germany at this point. Okay, understood, understood. I give him uh, the uh, hotel and my my room and room number that I'm staying in. Okay. In case um, they have any information, or in case they happen to hear. My name comes up in conversation somehow, or they need something from me if they could reach out to me. And then um, I I thank him for his time. And uh, what time is it, by the way? Figure it's about ten thirty. So it sounds like so he's 11... planning on meeting you around lunch hour. You know, for a quick right. meeting. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. He wishes you uh, success in your endeavor, and may the great great architect be in you know ever right. present I, watching yeah. your movement. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Opens the door again, gives you the formal departure signals, shuts the right. door, and goes about his business. All right. So let's do the let's do Faye real quick. So you you get to the Sesopical Society, Mel, and uh, there is a large, very impressive, impressive Duesenberg automobile parked outside. There's a man standing by it. He's dressed in a very, you know, clean-cut garb. Uh, very impressive look to him. I'm going to go in and just keep that in the back of my mind that I saw him and just see if I notice him again when I'm in there. This gentleman? Okay. So you enter in. There is a woman. She, the, the bell rings over the door. She's behind the counter, and she's speaking to a gentleman who's of similar build, maybe a little bit shorter. He's not wearing a hat at the moment, but he does have a, a long coat. Even though it's May, he's he's wearing a coat. It's been just drizzling on and off over the last couple of days. And he's seems to have gloves, one in his right hand. The other one is clad on his left, and he's tapping his hand. And as the bell goes off and you come in, he go, he stops and turns. And you, there is a slight disfigurement at the bottom underneath his lip. Appears to be, you would have think, some sort of foundry accident or something that happened during the war. This guy's probably late 30s, about that age. So he would have been a young man maybe, but he's definitely got some sort of, you know, definite disfigurement. It's not grotesque. But it definitely mars his appearance. And when he looks at you, he has very piercing blue eyes. 
And he says, well, good Morgan. Good Morgan. How are you today? I am fine. Allow me to step aside and you may engage in whatever business you have here. And he steps back. And the woman, give me a uh, psych roll, Mel. Yeah, that did not make it. Okay, so she appears a little scattered, but um, you're not picking up, like, reeking fear or anything else like that. But she's definitely in a state of distractedness as she uh, comes back closer to the counter again to engage with you. She And uh, immediately starts speaking German. Sorry, I... I don't speak German. Can you speak English? Nine. Z- not a problem, madame. I speak English. And he steps forward again. What is it that you wished? I can translate for you. Oh, um, how nice. Um, ah, so sweet. you appear uncomfortable. Allow me to introduce myself. I, I am Herr Mueller. And he clicks his heels and nods. Mueller, um, great. My name is Faye Dawson, and I uh, stretch out a hand to shake his. He takes the glove, places it in the left hand, extends his right, brings it, but doesn't kiss it, bows and clicks again. A pleasure, Miss Dawson. All I was going to do while I was here, um, I'm a traveler trade, and um, I've been reading a lot about a member of the philosophical society and i was just looking to learn more about her or maybe see if i could find any of her writings or anything any writings about her and who would this be um her name was helena blavatsky his eyes get intense and he says well fortunately for you miss dawson there's not much that i do not know about Helena Blavatsky. How can I answer your questions? It's not really like a specific question that I would say I had in mind. I just keep seeing her name pop up in um, my readings and- um, Your readings? Word of... Sorry? Your readings in the books that you are reading? I read. No, I'm interested because her name tends to be in very specific tomes. Not something that you would find in <laughs> a biology book or a penny romance. Oh, I research. Um, I'm a researcher, so you I are think... a traveler and a researcher. I'm a jack of all trades. I see that, but I digress. What is it that you wish to know? Well, like I said, I want to see if I can find any more readings or anything about her. A specific <laughs> question of mine. Just looking for. More information. I said. No. This way. I know this shop like the back of my hand. He looks at the woman behind the counter and she disappears. She goes behind the draped curtain at the desk. He leads you into a room off adjacent. Again, similar library. This is in all German. And he looks at you and says, Choose one. They are all here. Pick anything you wish. Oh, but you don't speak German, do you, Miss Dawson? Cut there. Okay, so we move over to the other three. They are outside of the famous Reichstag. So the three of you, now, there is a 
large courtyard uh, that is pretty open in this area in front of the Reichstag. So it's not like... That's like a public park in front of it? Yeah, but you know, uh, John, like by the memorial uh, in Washington, you know, it's it's very flat. It's not tree-lined. It's not... doesn't have a park. It's a big walking area just of, you know, cement, concrete, whatever they used that leads up to the building itself. So it's pretty stark around it. So... If you're looking to just watch entrances and mill about, it's going to have to be pacing back and forth. You know, you can't just lean against a tree or grab a park bench. Is there a uh, like a like a public transportation uh, station nearby it at all? Um, like a like a you know a train stop or tr- you know trolley stop trolley, or a bus stop yeah. or something. Berlin was notorious for its above ground trolley system, and there is a, a, a station or a, a step on area. Where they have it, because the trolleys, pretty much like their elevators, seem to move, and you just run, jump on, jump off. They expect you to have some basic coordination. It wasn't like a bus where it stops periodically. So it, it just rolls along, and you jump on and off. But gotcha. yeah, there's a jump so there's, off point at the end of the. But there's road. not really like a there's not like a, you know a, a, a bench, depot. You know a, you know a little in a little enclosure where people would wait for the trolley type of thing um in front of this no and it looks like it may have been kept clear for a reason like yeah. they didn't want loitering or anywhere they can't view an approach or if it was done for the majesty of the building but it's pretty flat and open in here um okay. yeah the, the you'd have to get pretty f- far enough away where you would never be able to track a face with any clarity or you're just gonna like i said walk about you know grab some tea come back this way you know eat a biscuit come back this way you're gonna have to mill um, i think that would be the plan uh, yeah. just to sort of walk around this this you know this park area here i mean things that we're looking for okay. are what kind of guards there are uh-huh. is there any you know police or military presence okay do they look like they have you know, standard positions of where they're stationed. Okay. Um, do we see any sort of rotation or changing off of positions? You mm-hmm. know, is there are there gaps uh, when they do that? And it's a it's a public building, correct? Absolutely. So after observing the outside for a little bit, one of us, I'm thinking, probably not all of us as a group, but one of us could probably you know make our way over there, or even we could go in but but sort of separate mm-hmm. go inside um and you know if anybody stops to question us i could just be a tourist and That's fine. sort of you know after that point after we kind of get the outside lay of the land kind of mm-hmm. go inside and see what the yeah. you know what they may what the the, the inside looks like really kind of focusing on what kind of uh what kind of uh, guards and police they have Okay, so at the top of the the stairs itself, there are two guards at the center pillars that kind of step in front of the pillar itself, but they're the you know the furthest on the staircase, left and right. And then there's two more with two sets of double doors at the edge of left and right of the double doors. Most people are going in one side and coming out the other, but you have the oddball person that walks up in front from the wrong side and grabs a door. You do this for about, I don't know, by the time you get there, maybe an hour. Uh, is that what you're looking for to see if there's any things that change? Um, yeah. Okay. When Sounds about right. What do you think, Catherine? Is that right? perfectly acceptable not versed in this like, type of thing so how many 
people are patrolling the building. Well, we're getting into that now, but the mill about out front took about 45 minutes to an hour. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Just kind of pacing around. To walk the whole building would have taken all that time and you wouldn't have seen any changes of guards or police approaches or anything like that. So I'm assuming you're holding to the front right now, but we'll do it that way. After about an hour, you are sort of lucky. A group of children led by a woman in her 40s, very well dressed, again, with that cone cap that, you know, that sits. I don't, there's probably a very good name for it. You know, the one that looks like an upside down Mm. flower pot. Um, She comes walking up and another younger woman is behind. There's about 20 kids all in that same age group of about 10 and they start making their way up the street and she stops and she starts speaking in German. You don't even need to speak the language to recognize it's a school tour. Children are being shown the great Reichstag of uh, Germany and it appears that she's the, the younger woman is passing out tickets and they are preparing to make their way up the steps. That gives you the indication that there may be a way to easily, you know, gain access to the building. As she's passing out the tickets, mm-hmm. we're we're nearby, right? I could approach yeah. her and ask her a question. You could I approach, approach her. Which know, one, John? The older one or the younger lady? The one that's handing out the tickets. The younger lady. Okay. And um, you know, just smile and you know, mm-hmm. you know, greet her friendly, and. Um, Say, you know, I, I noticed that, uh, you know, and, and I'll try to speak in German in doing this. Notice that they're getting re- ready for some sort of tour or such. We're tourists and we're interested in touring this grand building. Maybe perhaps where did she uh, get the tickets? Go ahead and give me a German role. You know, I'm not looking for a massive success here. It's just how how long it takes you to kind of get the general gist. Of, wow. Okay. So in fluent... <laughs> Boy, that's, that's does it again. Critical, critical success. That's a critical success Great for you Scott. with your current skill. It is. Oh, so in pr- typical John Schooley pulp faction, which I think we're going to have Doc Savage, Green Hornet, The Shadow, and Schooley. Um, you drop <laughs> this magnificent German question of, excuse me, Fraulein. Wonderful to meet you. My name is Professor John Schooley. I was just wondering where one may acquire tickets to enter this magnificent building, the Reichstag. And by the way, I love your dress. You pull all that off with not a single mistake. And Catherine's like, I thought he couldn't speak freaking German. Like, how did that? You don't learn that in a phrase book. <laughs> but with a critical success, all that came back to you. And uh, the woman would have been nice at the bar last night. <laughs> it would have been oh. much better at the bar last night. The reply comes at you at about a million miles an hour, and you're able. That success is for this conversation back and forth. When she replies, she says these tickets were acquired through uh, the public administration. Uh, we wrote for these several weeks ago, requesting this tour. I do believe, however, um, you can attempt to present yourself up at the uh, security desk, explain your reasons for being there just as that you're a tourist. They'll take some 
you know, information for their records, and then you're allowed to wander the general hall. Dr. Are Shane you free Fraulein. tonight? I'm looking to have children. I think that was the last <laughs> thing she probably said. You, uh, you walk back over to the two ladies. Tell them what you found out. It seems if you want some sort of official tour tickets, there's a process that takes some time to get done. But apparently we can just approach the doors up there and speak to the guard station, and they'll question us and decide whether or not they would let us in just simply as tourists. We can try that. However, unlike last night checking into the hotel, we should get our story straight now. Agreed. I don't think Smith and Vesson would work right now. No. Okay, Um, cool. Do we have, as far as any sort of identification, uh, we don't have any sort of like fake IDs or such, do we, Keeper? No. That wasn't part of our package. You can ask Aveline if she has any, but as a school teacher, she doesn't. Aveline, do you have any fake IDs for us all in your bag of wonders? You say this out loud. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're off on our own. I mean, we're not. I you know, <laughs> step aside. We're not planning our clandestine visit. You know, yeah. In front of. The, He's not asking guards, on a sandwich like... board. <laughs> Fake IDs. I, as far as I know, I do not have any friends who can make fake IDs. Why would you? Off the top of my head. Why I would thought you have... maybe you would what have had them on you, you already. <laughs> What You'll circles like a, are you traveling in where you have people who make fake IDs? My students can sometimes stray. She works with the down and out, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the really well, tough under ten, under twelve. Life is hard in London. Sometimes the uh, sometimes the best lie is the one that is laced with truth. We could just simply be John, Catherine, and Aveline here on business, taking in the sights. What business? I'd like to get that at least squared away, because we're all very different people. I, I could be... I mean, well, we're both your... teachers. Well, we're both teachers, so that and could with be my, something. With my position at the university, I you know, I could easily be here having meetings with a, with a local, you know, Berlin University. Perfect. And being the history department, I legitimately am interested in checking out this edifice of a building. One of There's us no need to swear. I could... I uh, said you're not even here. Um, I could be your assistant, being a teacher myself, or some form of of friend of yours, John. But I don't know where Catherine fits in. Catherine could be my wife. Okay. Be to be the I, I'm the group wife. I. It's okay. a role I'm happy to play. Here, we'll let's just, go. We'll happy to be your third wheel then. Needed is that okay, Catherine? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we'll just pass you around as needed. Is that all right? All right. <laughs> So Perfectly you make, fine, you, darling. It's just you, like the war. You, wow. Good oh, God. Yeah. Wow. War was a little different than my war. <laughs> yeah. The memoirs of a trench nurse. Can we move on? Okay. So <laughs> you make your way up the grand staircase, this uh, this magnificent facade. The guards don't outside don't even take notice. They're just dead ahead, you know, armed, looking straight ahead. They are dressed, though, in a very... You know, leathered hats, and they they look like a quasi-police-military type uniform. Berlin at this time had a lot of different looks to people of power. Some was because of political groups. Uh, there was a more aggressive arm of the police. There was the political police. Then you had the regular, you know, troops walking, the patrolmen on the street. They all have a slightly different look. This one appears to be more of the 
paramilitary police, the the better trained, the more aggressive guys. But there and there are four of them out front in total, right? Uh, right. Yes, there are four at this entrance of the building, and there are two more guards inside the security kiosk, and then you see about six more in the general foyer. Uh, at the grand staircase, and in one and two at there, and two more in each. I'm sorry, one more in each corner. So there's about eight in this area that are probably all within a range of a gunshot. Um, okay. You make your way up to the kiosk. You jump in ahead of the school group, which is a good thing, and says papers. And I just uh, introduce myself, um, present any documents I might have from uh, from Lisbon mm-hmm. um, and uh, just explain that you know we're we're here in uh, business with the Berlin University and with the history department in Lisbon and you know we were wondering if it's a, all possible to you know tour some of this uh, beautiful building it just highlights the impressiveness of everything that is German yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he stamps your pa- you know doesn't actually doesn't stamp the passport he pans your your papers back checks the ladies information we close uh to the general public by 3 p.m please be uh, have exited the building good day is it is it clearly marked where we are allowed to go i don't want to certainly find myself in a place i shouldn't there is a general map over over here uh he points to a bin past the kiosk itself uh once you get through the turnstiles and uh he says that and the sites will be clearly marked. If you see Verboten, do not go. Danke. Next. So, so we go and get a map. That's handy. Okay. Excellent. The Double three maps. of you are milling about the general, you know, the central edifice of this great building, uh, going over the map, kind of speaking in tones. Three of you, give me a spot hidden. All right. 52. That's a success for me. John's on a roll again. Okay. That is just off of a critical okay Catherine misses the verboten sign and gets shot okay so Catherine (laughs) rolled a 99 we'll deal with that in a brief moment the i successed he hard success yep the two of you aveline and john you're looking at the map Catherine's wandering off for a sec the school tour has cleared and then you hear yeah i've got a meeting love um an appointment upstairs and the two of you look over, and there's Sid coming into the Reichstag. He's at the security desk, and he is explaining that he is expected. Back to you, Faye. Ah! Good. <laughs> Great time. Initiative, Faye. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative, sucker! He pulls out the needle. Initiative. <laughs> I just like to say, before I go any further, um in game i probably should have done this sooner, but i told Catherine where i was going did you before you would have said something really yes okay and well Catherine's not expected back for a long time and it doesn't take long to shove someone into the trunk of a duesenberg so let's great, just but at least let's play it out if i go missing they know where i was last <laughs> absolutely okay so he's standing in this room. It is bigger than the one in London. The woman is, like I said, she has not entered here. She went behind a curtain past the desk, behind the desk itself, the counter. She's made herself scarce. And Hermula is pointing to you about all the books that are in German. 
It was these you were looking for, yeah? Yeah, um, you wouldn't happen to have anything in any other languages. What other languages do you speak, Miss Dawson? Well, English is uh, my first language, but um, I'm also versed in Egyptian and Spanish. Unfortunately, here in Berlin, we do not publish many tomes in Egyptian. So why don't you have a seat and we can discuss Miss Blavatsky's information? I can give you what I know, help you along your path. But as far as looking for a book, I think we both know you weren't looking for a book. What is it that you're actually looking for, Miss Dawson? Like I said, I don't know what you think of me, but I came here looking for books. I came here looking for information. In a German bookshop. An philosophical society where I heard he was one of the founders. So I thought to find more information on her and more books about her, I wouldn't find it at my local bookkeeper store. I would find it here. And your local bookkeeper store is in Berlin? No, but like I said, sir, I am a traveler and I just happened to find myself in Berlin. So I thought I would look here first. Hmm. Yeah. Where are you staying, Miss Dawson? In Berlin, since... You are a traveler. You must have accommodations. Maybe I could drop you off there, since it appears that your quest has only come to this point and can go no further. you to offer, but I am afraid I have my own means of transportation home, and I am not going back anytime soon. I have other errands to run, so if you'll excuse me... Give me a spot hidden? That is a hard success. You see that on the lapel of his jacket. Is that a symbol that I recognized from the other day, or was that not something I was privy to? Is that the gentleman? You see the symbol on his ja- on his jacket, on the lapel of his jacket, and um, he's looking at you and says, "You know, Miss Dawson, these are very strange times in Berlin. Very dangerous times. People go missing. Things are happening all over the city. I would not be a proper German gentleman." If I was to allow you to travel unattended, I must insist. Allow me to give you a ride. Well, sir, I don't know how women in Germany are brought up, but where I'm from, women can take care of themselves. Now, if you'll excuse me, I will be on my way. He blocks the door. Is there another exit? No. Women in Germany understand their place. You have come into this situation at a very awkward time for me, Miss Dawson. And unfortunately, your story doesn't ring with an incredible amount of truth. I can hear you're not British. You have the peasant dialect of someone from the United States. So since you are not willing to speak with me about this amazing woman in her shop, I think it's best that I bring you back to your hotel, and we forget that we ever met each other, yeah? Kick him. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) I love how he just said it in German. This is not Kick him? No. Okay. (laughs) You were going to get black bagged. (laughs) So, I'm going to allow that to be a complete surprise, because... (laughs) I'm hiding under the shirt. <laughs> because Sam Mueller doesn't get kicked often. 
So go ahead and give me a roll. Should be. Mel, don't botch this. Dangerous ass guy. This what am I doing a strength check? No, this will oh, be Oh, and none of us are with her, so you can't we can't give you the eye. <laughs> no. Oh, so no, this, this is your ball. unarmed combat skill. The old wind up and clog to the schnetzels attack. This is not good. No, this is or great. Good. Could be either way. Can't look. I can't look. Oh! Um, I'm spending the luck to make that. How much luck do you need to spend? I need to spend um, eight points. To get just to a success, right? Just to accept. Oh no. Okay. No, no, no. He does get a dodge. I mean, it's going to be at a very big disadvantage because you surprised him. So let me see what he gets. Okay. No. Um, you catch him off guard. You plant the kick. It's not directly in his groin. You get him up, you know, close to the thigh. A hard or a critical success would have definitely. A critical would have done mass damage. A hard would have hit him where you needed. But okay. You've kicked him. Go ahead and give me the roll. What's your. Um, What's your unarmed attack? It's just 25. Yeah, um, the damage, damage on unarmed. Um, okay, you wallop as hard as you can into his into his upper thigh. It catches him up by surprise. He staggers back for a second, looks at you, and just says, that was incredibly stupid. Has he moved from the door? Like, did He's I backed him? up a step or so, but... Unless you're willing to make him move, that wasn't enough. Try to tackle him? No, that's a ball. Do you have your gun? Are you willing to pull it? I want to kill the guy, but... Well, you don't have to shoot him. You don't most... have to kill him. Shoot out a knee <laughs> most or something. Pe- <laughs> most people will back away when they are got the drop on them. <laughs> he has insulted me. Okay, um, I forgot that I got my gun back from Abilene. Mm-hmm. Are you walking around the city with it? With how everything is now, she would definitely have it concealed. It's a it's a revolver. It's yeah, no, no. I'm, I, I mean, you're not carrying her, yeah. a, a mouser. I get it. <laughs> you're okay. You're not carrying a John Schooley. I'm carrying a Faye Dawson. You know, small right. enough that I can keep it concealed on my person. Right. I got you. Um, yeah. So I pull okay. my gun out. Well, that's going to be a Dex check. So give me your uh, Dex roll problem because unfortunately his option was to do the same here oh no i uh you reach for your gun um that's okay that's not a critical fail that's one point off so you're all right there you just bumble and fumble and you're standing there looking at a luger and he says incredibly stupid the bag miss dawson and his hand Faye is very steady. Can you blame a girl for trying? No. The bag. What do I have in my bag? All of my research. The hammer gets drawn back. The bag, Miss Dawson. Hand in the bag. He takes the bag, rolls it under his arm, and says, And now? Takes three steps back, keeping the gun trained at you. The car. Back to the three of you. Okay. <laughs> You see Sid, he's standing there, he's coming through the glass, and you hear, Nine, nine, nine! 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 Like police whistles? Yeah, 
and down the hall at a water fountain in an area that clearly is marked off with velvet ropes and everything else is Catherine Ross with her hands in the air. <laughs> like, what? And she's standing there and everybody's freaking out. Three guards come running. So if the two of you in the chaos want to disappear, you can do that. Uh, but right now they're training, yeah, they're training semi-automatic weapons at Catherine uh, because she drank from a water fountain and was looking for a toilette and threw open a minister's door. I mean, that's kind of what she did with that role. So Nice. Yeah. So, so do Here's all the guards in this general Here's area God. seem to be focused over at her? Uh, yeah, most of them have run in that direction me. because they heard the whistle. The two in the kiosk do not leave. They're, they're German. When they have orders, they stay where they're told to stay. But the ones in the general uh, – But they're dealing area, with Sid right now. The ones in the kiosk is with a, with a um, an administrator. They're dealing with Sid. The others yep. that were positioned around the room, this great room, are running down this side hall. Scanning the area, what um, you know, what areas is there? Like a stairway that goes up to another floor? Yeah, or... let me give it to you. The Reichstag. The Reichstag. God, it's huge. Well. Oh, oh my lord! <laughs> well, when we have this, we would have this map, right? So, right. This yeah. is the map that you currently have. Yeah. So I'm just gonna ping. Your building is huge. One second. Your building everybody... is quite impressive. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I planned this, giving you this diversion. Right. Good job. Very oh, nice. wow. thank you. We Look planned those... that. Look at these inner courtyards. Isn't that beautiful? Oh. I kind of see Catherine as that that bullish parent that like or a woman that like forces her way and bluffs her way into everything by basically being a a, a, a bitch. Yeah. Listen, I have rights. One of those people. <laughs> yeah. You know. You got it. She's a Karen. <laughs> oh my God! You're the first Karen. No, I detest that. It begins that. with you. Both start no. with K. <laughs> Why did you start this? You so, could have spelled Catherine with a C, but you chose a K. Okay. You went Russian. That's only you. It was for Catherine Hepburn. Respect. Catherine Hepburn. I have her. Darling. Darling. Okay. So what's so going on? In, yeah, in this central hall, I can't get my pointer to point properly. Um, so that's where we're at in this big central hall? Yeah. As soon as you come up the stairs, here's the pillars. You had guards on the staircase, down. guards by the two double doors. And then you and this is the security checkpoint, and then you're in where the big oval is in front of the amphitheater. Do you guys see that? Catherine yep. had entered down this way. These doors were open, um, but blocked off. She had walked through uh, here to the right and okay. grabbed into a, like the the, the Vondel Hall. Yeah, is that what that's called? Yep. And uh, just decided, you know what? I'm gonna get a drink. And does that say bathroom? And kind of. You know, everybody started screaming at her, so. So if we were to go the opposite direction, uh -huh. the guard's attention is to the right. If yeah. we were to spirit our way to the left, we uh, might have a chance to get through this other this other hall on the other side without anybody seeing us. Yeah, so the, the, the tour actually, John, does go left. That's These offices aren't more to ministers. They're just, like, administrative and things like that. Uh, it'll go to that, you know, up the left hand side of the building around and then do the amphitheater coming in from the back. If there's no meetings, show everybody the grand scale of the theater, walk down through the theater back into the great room. The right side of the building is pretty that's, cordoned off. 
that is the that's not a theater. That's like their parliamentary room. Well, yeah, if if the parliament's yeah. in session, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, no. gotcha. Okay. Which it is, so they won't let you in that area today. But if they're out of session, off season, then yeah, they um right now it's like every day they're running because of all the uh, you know the problems and the the recalls for votes and everything else. So, Catherine, ah. we'll just take care of this real quick. You okay. are obviously not going to resist arrest. Oh. Um, you are obviously questioned. That takes about 30 minutes. They do bring a translator in. They do explain to you how it wasn't a good idea. Um, you need to be much more careful. And auf Wiedersehen. And they walk you to the door. And in traditional German fashion, gently discharge you from the building with the curt reminder and then don't come back so you are now on the outside great okay so that's, yeah that's fair very yeah. kind of them <laughs> i mean if it wasn't a critical botch it would just been like lady leave get away from the fountain but you just in Catherine ross magnificent she probably style. was she probably was too sassy it's okay oh yeah <laughs> listen you here know. you krauts <laughs> sausage soccer. Sausage you know, soccer. sucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. All right. I so can honestly say that, like, my character would have gone to try and aid because, like, she would not have wanted her one of her friends to be accosted like that. So she probably would have gone with her to make sure that they didn't. You do would anything. have been. They would have. By time you knew what was going on, Aveline, the the, the hallway Fine. had men in it. They would have just pushed you out. Um, this is 1931. Police shoot people. There has been so many uprisings in Berlin right now. They are on absolute high alert. They they pat her down and nearly strip her. Like her coat comes off. They have her, you know, with her back to the wall. They're pat, and these are men. They're not asking women to come over and do it. Like that's not how it works. They think she's a bomber. They think she's an assassin. They just don't know. It's a really frantic time. So she's treated as nice as they, they treat someone who causes a public disturbance in the Reichstag. They escort her the hell out. That's about all you're okay. going to get. Yeah. Fair. I'm fine. Carry on. So so that, you know, seeing seeing the opportunity, mm -hmm. I would kind of, uh, you know, sort of take Aveline, you know, like, like, you know, so that we're together. Right. And kind of like usher the two of us towards that other hall. Okay. And you make your way down. And just be like and just and just kind of whisper to her, you know, just take advantage of the situation. Yeah. Are you sure she's going to be okay though? She'll be fine. <laughs> she's uh, she's she'll a tough one old them nut. Off by saying their mustaches <laughs> off kilter. They're German. That's how they talk. Yeah. She, she's a tough nut. They're not going to thank her for that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sid, you are as you see your friends trying to ignore you and and not make eye contact you hear the alarm the ruckus uh the administrator had just handed you your papers and told you that one of these gentlemen will escort you down the right hand hallway and up the stairs to the second level you guys stop and you immediately see it's Catherine up against the wall they're going through her handbag she's yelling at them barking they have guns not just pointed in her general direction they are aimed in her direction the guard says uh you know in broken english 
a moment. They boom, 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 boom. They yell at him some more. They whisker into a room and the interrogation and debriefing begins. It's not going to be a beat down. They recognize right away she's just a dumb, you know, British person. She has no bomb. They figure all that out. You are taken down the right-hand side in a couple of moments through the hallway. There is a staircase. You kind of go up. You would go up there and you see the Minister of Justice's office to the right. You These are grand marble floors, uh, very art deco, you know, designed to it. The building's older, but a lot of them have been, you know, updated in sections and the white plaster walls. And there's flags everywhere that show the different right. regions of Germany because each one had a region. Make me a quick spot hidden. It is a success. Okay. So over the, there's, like I said, every region uh, flags from almost any town. But basically, the idea is the representation of Germany are all hanging in this hallway. And the one that is directly over the Minister of Justice's office just happens to be Flemsburg, magnificent flag. <laughs> and you, you're shown to the door. He knocks, opens the door for you, lets you in, shuts the door, and begins to leave. And sitting at a desk uh, where there's a nameplate with a title which you can't read, and the name Eric Yarvist. And he stands, and he looks at you. I go to greet him, and I greet him in the traditional manner of yep. uh, our, our organization. Okay. His body posture relaxes for a moment. Um, he gives you the reply in the exact way, walks past you, locks the door, and motions for you to sit on the bench in the office. The, this is a crude in a very German style, very functional. The furniture isn't lavish. Um, this is an anteroom to a, great, a minister. The minister's office, you would assume, would be a little bit more posh. Uh, this is right. a functional working space. But still, it's, you know, it's not thrown together like a detective's office, but it's definitely more function than form. That's where we'll leave you for a moment. Back to the uh, back to Aveline and John. You make your way to the left. All this stuff is that you see the flags as well. Are you actually trying to scope out where you might find a particular office, like the office of a chancellor or somebody who's involved in politics? Are you looking for the flag? So the first thing, um, the first thing I do when we walk into the hall. To the room to the left that's, that's marked post is that's like a uh, a mail room of some sort. Yep. Are there people in there? Uh yes. It is a day where they're 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 operating as normal. So yeah, there's people in the post off in the post room. Is, are there people milling about the hallway at all? Or yeah, I mean it's a very busy building. You're gonna mm -hmm. run into all kinds of poking my poking my head like in in the door. You know, or kind of like glancing over there. Do I see like? folders or anything sitting near the door yeah absolutely Papers. Um, um some form of on official looking envelopes things of that nature yeah there's a couple of guys in there but they're very busy a woman she's you know sorting mail everyone's rapidly moving about they definitely have purpose does it seem like i would easily be able to pick up just a random folder that's yeah. by the door without really being noticed yeah you could probably get away with that i do so and then uh we turn back down to the hall, and then I just, uh, you know, say to Aveline, just play along, and I kind of open the folder, uh -huh. and I just sort of start 
speaking random German things at her, you know, look at this here, the statistics are saying this, and just sort of reference this folder like the two of us are walking somewhere. Uh-huh. And have okay. All right. Yeah, that... I, I follow along, just nodding my head. Yep. And... Learned long ago, if you want to look busy, grab a folder and walk around. Yeah. So um, that that carries you around the building. You're able to get to the staircase at the far end of the hall. So this is a you know just a large meeting um, uh, rotunda. Uh, it has some statuary in it. Then it goes off to a grand staircase. You make your way. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to go through there and then try to find a way upstairs. Absolutely. Uh, we just and basically just going up the stairs and we're just sort of scoping and seeing you know what we see if there's open if there's yep. open offices we walk by slowly and try to sort of nonchalantly look inside yeah um just getting a scope of the building and see if we happen to you know luck into some sort of uh you know uh commemorative hall where they have you know things uh things on display or what have you where hey maybe we even luck out and see the item itself okay so milling about give me both of you just give me one luck roll um, just to make sure you're not stopped by some random person, as long as you don't botch it, uh, we'll say that anything else that comes your way, you're able to deal with. I got a 48 and what was it? A spot hidden? No, no, no just a luck. I got a, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. It's, it's just, I just didn't want to see a 96 to a hundred. Um, again, that would mean that somebody didn't like the look of your jib, cut of your jib and just stopped you a minute or heard a German word that didn't make sense and was like, who are you? But no, everybody's totally enthralled with their own stuff. You're able to make your way towards the back of the building. Um, and this takes some time. Let's say it, since you've been inside at least 40 minutes because you're literally forcing yourselves not to rush. You know, you're trying not to move with too much purpose where you look like you're either in a rush or you're drawing attention to yourself by passing other people who are in conversation um, you're gaining on somebody, you know, that feel of, wow, that's urgent. They don't, those people get remembered. You're just milling. And you make your way towards the, the, the far rear corner of the room, uh, of the building. And it's just one more beautiful section than another. All heavy woods on, you know, when you see the, the, uh, the, the chair rail moldings and the white marble floors and the whole bit. And you find your way to the back uh, corner and then down the Vorsal here and yep. as you can see that's just as you're about to get into the Vorsal you see these words on these these offices that's where we're going to say right here that's where the the flag is outside of one of those four large offices there are guards here and they do not look like the guards you have seen previously they are brown shirts there are four of them and there are about another 10 positioned in here five down each wall so this is right down, a right heavily... down the middle of this hall okay yeah along the wall and you said we we have noticed the flag yes it is here outside the office the second office on the top half of that hallway where it oh. says Führer. <laughs> that's the one he's not oh, Führer my. yet but this is the reichstag he's chancellor <laughs> right he has he just hasn't renamed it yet, but that mm -hmm. is his location. That is where the brown shirts are currently holding their meetings. That's where he is trying to coalesce his power in Berlin, 
and that is as far as you can get during this time of day. But you do see what you believe is to be the blooded flag. So we didn't necessarily walk into that hall. We just sort of saw it, saw the guards where we can like stop for a moment and then carefully turn, yeah. you know, as you're you going, know, yeah, you non suspiciously this... turn and not necessarily walk down the middle of that hall like, hey, yeah. we belong here. No, okay. you see this small room that doesn't look like all the other spaces here. It has this vestibule. Yeah. In front of it. Yeah, you, you walk through there and continue on and as you're walking you look over your shoulder, you see the brown shirt, you nod, and the flag is just there in all of its majesty. So um, that's where we're yeah. going to take a pause, if that's okay. And we'll come back to Faye, who is being loaded into a Duesenberg, Catherine, who's being escorted out of a building, Sid, who is about to meet a brother member of his organization, and Aveline and John Schooley, who are hopefully looking for a camera or... <laughs> Or sketching in their folder as they go as to how they got up here and, and some of the ways they can do it. So thanks, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.